In this episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast, we are back again with tips that can change your life. We're actually doing part three because <laughs> it's ta- because I talk too much and it's took, taken us forever wow. to get through parts one and two. Dave, yeah. I talk too much. <laughs> so we are here with part three and uh, we're going to give you more tips that can change your life. And as usual, we're giving away other free stuff, including a free hypnosis guide and a lot of news to catch up on regarding the hypnosis class and my book. Stay tuned. We will be right there. Get ready for the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright, originating from the suburbs of Detroit, Michigan. He has hypnotized thousands of people from all over the United States. David R. Wright has been featured on news outlets all across the country and is the clinical director of an outpatient mental health and hypnosis clinic located just south of Detroit, where he helps people daily using the power of hypnosis. Welcome, the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright. What is going on, my friends? This is David R. Wright, the Motor City Hypnotist, and we are back with another episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast. Dave, where are you? I'm in the podcast Detroit Southfield Studios. That's where I am. Oh, so am I. Yeah, it's Welcome crazy. back. <laughs> Nat just filled me up, as a matter of fact, for those of you on Facebook Live. There you Cheers, go. brother. Cheers. There we go. Clink. What are we enjoying? Rittenhouse Rye. Rittenhouse. All right. 100, 100 proof, bottled in bond. Good stuff. Did yes. you guys uh, review that on Man Cave? We did. Nice. Uh, plug for Man Cave Happy Hour. If you've not seen or listened to that podcast, check that out. It's a couple of middle-aged guys with a few microphones and just yeah. drinking on. Drinking and and, sh- and talking about man stuff like whiskey and cigars. Whiskey, and, bourbon. Yeah. We, we actually talk about all spirits. Yeah, you do. Yeah. All, all You've covered a lot of them. Yep. We really have. Mm-hmm. One, of my, one of my favorite gins, and I have to share it because yeah, the please. gin is called High Clear Castle Gin. Mm-hmm. And it's and then they distill it in Highclere Castle on the estate where really? they filmed Downton Abbey. Oh, right where uh, the second movie was. I was right. I think it's still being filmed or is wrapping up filming their second uh-huh. one. But yeah, every, all the botanicals come from the estate of Highclere Castle. Wow. And Lord and Lady Carnarvon, who live still in the Lord castle, and Lady, they do, oh, they they do some amazing work themselves. They actually do tastings online, yeah. virtual tastings really? themselves. So yeah. But you just, awesome. we just learned so much about the distillates and the different companies from the diplomats and the distillers. And so, so a tangent because uh, you know I, I'm interested in things like this. So, okay. so explain to me in layman's terms, whiskey, <laughs> bourbon, scotch. Okay. So those three terms, and just in in a nutshell, pare them down. It uh, pare them down. Yeah, it like, all depends how they distill them themselves. Okay, that's that's what makes the difference. That's that makes what okay. makes the difference because whiskey has a, a certain mash bill, bourbon has certain mash bills, ah. right? And then the last one that you said scotch. was scotch. Mm-hmm. That is very. There's more to it, and it's probably age longer, and how it's there's so so, so many. that's why scotch is kind of considered the snobbery type. In it's, a way, it, it is a. Well, what? How is it? It is an acquired taste. <laughs> yeah. Because when a lot of folks when they have scotch, they they automatically smell saddle leather, right? And they ah. and then they get like it smells like a leather well, smoky. It's smoky yes, and it tastes yes. like a leather bound book. Right. Right. Yes. <laughs> so oh, oh, leather bound book. Leather. What about leather bound books? <laughs> I'm very important. Uh, I have. 
many leather-bound books. Uh, there we go. And <laughs> my apartment smells of rich mahogany. Oh, yeah. So it all, it, everything depends on yeah, how okay. it's created, what yep. goes into it, and the mash bills themselves, and cool. how long it's aged. There's so much that goes into it, and that's why we started yeah. the Man Cave Happy that's Hour. That's awesome. So, if, mm-hmm. so to, if that interests any of you, check out Man Cave Happy Hour Thank with, you with Matt and Jamie. Yeah. Yeah, Matt, and by the way, that is Matt Fox. He's with me here <laughs> in the podcast Detroit Southfield Studios. I, I ain't going anywhere. I know. Um, <laughs> let me tell you, folks, where you can find me. My website is MotorCityHypnotist.com. On the website, you'll find all the stuff you find on any website. Well, not any website, mm. within reason, of course. Um, <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Uh, <gasps> oh, great Odin's Raven. So a lot of stuff, w- not everything. www.doesthislookinfectedtoyou.com. Not that website. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, check it out. Uh, all the podcast episodes going all the way back to number one is on the website, so you can check that out. And, I, and I'm revamping that page as well. So take a look. It should be uh, eventually a little bit more user-friendly. All right. uh, my social media is Facebook and YouTube. Both are Motor City Hypnotist. And on Twitter and Instagram, which are both Motor City Hypno. That's H-Y-P-N-O. H-Y-P-N-O. And as usual, I always give away a free hypnosis guide on every episode. Just to, to, to maybe you're a first-time listener. Maybe you don't know really what hypnosis is or how it works or what it does. Or, you know, you're just interested. Um, that, that link is always in the show notes. So click there. Download that free hypnosis guide. It's a PDF. Just walking you through kind of what hypnosis is, what it's not, some myths and misconceptions, and why it works. Awesome. So check that out. The most important thing probably is wherever you're listening, whatever podcast platform you happen to have on your phone or device or your computer or, you know, toaster or your refrigerator, <laughs> whatever, wherever it is, uh, whatever, wherever you're listening, either subscribe or like or connect or accept or one of those words that 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 shows that you like this show. Did you know that you could say, hey, Alexa, play Motor City Hypnotist podcast? Yeah, it'll pop up. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you can also do that with uh, is, is I, I'm going to show my stupidity here because I have an Alexa in my office. Mm-hmm. It's same as Echo, right? Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Because yeah. you can use Echo or Alexa. Correct. I change mine to computer. That is brilliant. Yes. Computer. Computer. I do that. Yep. Hey, Com- computer. Computer. Lights on. <laughs> computer. And I, and I have it set up where I say computer. Good night. And it'll shut down my whole office when I leave. Um, Dave, can I ask you a question? Yes. Do you watch Star Trek? I do. All right. Also, there it is. Hello, computer. <laughs> Scotty with the, with the yes. mouse. Hello, yes. computer. Hello, computer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, folks out there. We're not getting our Star Trek geekery right now. but That was uh, the uh, the Voyage yes. Home, I think. It yes, it, it was. It was Voyage Home when they had well, to go get the plexiglass for the whale, correct. whale, the whale cage. God, that was the worst one of them all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, sorry. Okay. Star Trek tangent. Uh, undiscovered Country. Five. Oh. That was okay. terrible. Or right. was it six? I don't remember. I don't, neither do I. I just yeah. know. I was like, whales? Really? That was kind of funny, though. That was a more of a comedy. Kind of was. A lot of good stuff. Well, but double the, dub ass to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't be using these colorful metaphors. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, yeah, wherever you're listening, subscribe, connect, add, like, whatever it is, and please leave a review. That would help as well. That would be awesome. Yes. So this episode of the Motor City Hypnotist podcast is brought to you by the Motor City Hypnosis Academy. Earn your hypnosis certification in my live training happening here in Detroit, the Detroit area, August 26th to the 30th, 2021. That is a month or so from now. This class will teach you 
from the very beginning how to do hypnosis. The great thing is no prior experience is required. Mm. You don't have to have any type of degree in mental health. You can be a, you could be a plumber and you can come to this training and be a certified hypnotist when you leave. <laughs> you could be maybe you already have a degree in mental health. Maybe you have a degree in social work or psych or counseling and you just want to add this to your repertoire as yeah. a therapist. <laughs> that's is for you as well. But again, no experience necessary. You don't have, have to add any prior experience or degrees. Uh, but if you do and you want to learn it, uh, you can be certified as well. So you will leave after five days as a certified hypnotist and you can start your new career, a side hustle, or just, you know, you want to have fun with friends and family right. and strangers. <laughs> you, said, you, you said you could be a plumber and do this. And sure. all of a sudden I just, my mind went to some guy. You know, in someone's home saying, you don't need to have your drains snaked. <laughs> your, your, your drains are not plugged. <laughs> that's just where my... quite pungent. Stings the nostrils. That's just where my brain Your bathroom went. does not smell. <laughs> there are no feces on your floor. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but it would actually help. Do not use flushable wipes. <laughs> that would help. See, <laughs> that would help. I'm no plumber, but, um, you know, <laughs> that I know. Yeah. I, I know you're not supposed to. Um, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> come to the training, learn how to be a hypnotist and you too can, can wave some magic fingers and oh my make goodness. things not really, but that's not, but, um, that's, not hypnotism. that's not how it works. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but I'm saying you use hypnotism to I help, do, to help people. people. Yeah. Smoke. Stop smoking, yeah. lose weight, anxiety. We're watching the Olympics and, and here's, here's the thing I want to, I want to stress. I see a lot of people, a lot of athletes, college, high school, who yeah. are who have sports performance anxiety. anxiety. Oh wow! Especially, and if you look at the Olympics, and again, we go back to I know we mentioned Simone Biles our last episode. Mm -hmm. I mean, who knows? Maybe it was stress related. Maybe it was anxiety. Who knows what was happening? But but you see a lot of people when they get to that level, and this happens with professionals as well. I'm not even saying these, but, but a lot of these kids are like 15, 16, 17, yeah, 18 years young. old. That's a lot of pressure you're, at that age. You're in front of the world having to fight for a gold medal and right. be at your peak performance. And it, it's, it's it, it, just think of the stress and anxiety. So, so I do a lot of work with athletes in the area. Mm -hmm. Specifically, I, I've done a lot of work with figure skaters and also, oddly enough, a lot of like team sports positions like, like volleyball. Really? Yeah. People who are just, they just need more confidence. They, they, and here's the thing. A lot of these athletes, they've done this thing a thousand times perfectly in right. practice. The muscle memory. Soon, but as there. soon as that light flicks on and, and it's for real, mm -hmm. something in your brain disconnects wow. and it becomes mental. Huh. Because you know physically they can do it. Right. They've done it a thousand times. It's the mental part that lacks. Wow. So anyway, if you want to help people like that, just gain their confidence and, and help them as far as their performance in sports. This class will help you do that. Mm. So all the information on that will be in the show notes. Awesome. And that will make you a winner. So speaking of. Oh, here we go. Yeah. That's how winning is done. Dave, before you dive into this. Yes. Typically, we only get two doses of winners of the week. Mm -hmm. We're blessed with a third winner of the week we are for those of you for listening today. to audio that might not make sense but we're recording three sessions in a row yeah. three episodes in a row yeah. so yeah matt gets three winners of the i week am i am going to sleep so well so go you on you are <laughs> <laughs> that means i bored him in, into into sleep or i oh, just said stop it 
These are not the droids you're looking for. Yeah, yeah. they are actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this one. This one is just a cool story. I'm just going to read that. I, I, I know typically I try not to ruin the punchline, but there is no punchline here. All right. Little boy finds sweet friendship with 99-year-old woman over the fence during lockdown. Perfect. That's the headline. Uh, there's an old saying that goes, good fences make good neighbors. With so many folks forced to stay at home during the pandemic, some are happy to report that good fences can also make good friends. Mm-hmm. In Minneapolis, Minnesota, the Olson family lives next door to 99-year-old Mary O'Neill. Although Mary has an adult daughter in the area who visits once a week, with the rest of her relatives scattered, for the most part, the pandemic left the soon-to-be centenarian in seclusion. Oh, yes. I mean, think about that. You're 99 years old. And you can't leave. And you can't leave, and you can't have people. It's just, it's just sad right off the bat. Mm-hmm. But as lockdown wore on, Mary managed to forge a special friendship with one of her neighbors, Benjamin Olson, who is two years old. Two? Two years old. That's a 97-year difference. Yes. I love this. Over time, Mary watched through the chain link fence as Benjamin learned to walk, talk, and eventually run and play. Despite the huge differences in their ages, Benjamin was drawn to his elderly neighbor, delighting in her presence. Between the two, they developed a game they could play over the fence. Ben would pass her a ball, and she'd hit it back to him with her cane. <laughs> it might be called cane ball. Maybe that's a new sport. <laughs> Wiffle cane Speaking ball. of sports performance <laughs> enhancement, maybe I can spend some time with, uh, <laughs> with Mary O'Neill and her, oh, and her cane. <laughs> While others might remark that a 97-year gap between the two pals, when Ben sees Mary... He simply sees a friend and not a number. I love it. She's just Mary, or in the past couple of days, he's been calling her Mimi. <laughs> we'll be playing inside, and he'll go, Mimi, Mimi, and we'll go outside, and he'll look for her, Benjamin Mom's Sarah Olson told CBS News. Mm-hmm. She'll call out, hey, Benjamin, when she sees him, and it's just been so cute to watch. That's awesome. Um, as Pennock... As pandemic restrictions have lifted, Mary and Benjamin's bond continues to blossom on both sides of the fence. Um, Benjamin joins Mary on her back steps to back steps to play games, blow bubbles, and enjoy the activities that bring joy to both the young and old at heart. That's great. In August, when Mary celebrates her 100th birthday. In August. So it, wh- no matter when you're listening, yep. however, whatever, yep. it is it is the end of July right now. Yes, yes. So within a couple of days. A couple here. of days yeah. or, or maybe within 30 days, it's her yeah. birthday. Yeah. When Mary celebrates her 100th birthday, it's a good bet Benjamin and his family will be there to help her blow out the candles and make a wish. So just That's, a cool story. That just is a very awesome, cool story. awesome story. Yeah. Mimi. It wasn't like uh, Bilbo's 111th birthday, <laughs> but Mimi's close. She's, she's getting good. there. She's, she's going to do her 100th. So she's uh, she's not feeling like a uh, pat of butter spread over a long piece of right. toast. <laughs> so to to uh, Mary O'Neill or Mimi, Mimi as uh, Benjamin, Benjamin calls her. Little, Benjamin's the kid. Little Benjamin. To Benjamin Olson and Mimi, Mary O'Neill. Yeah, great story. Winners of the week for sure. Thank you. That's how winning is done. You know, we, we all start out with young friendships. And as we get older, you know, how, how do I put this? Our, our mental state yeah. goes back to when we were kids. So right. I love the fact that, you know, she's 
able to still have a friendship with a infant toddler. Yeah. Because, and I hate to say that, but they're almost in that same mental arena. Right. right. It's, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of like they can they can connect and yeah. relate in some way. And not, not all elderly people are like that. No, no. But, but sometimes but again, it happens. I, I, but the thing, the other thing that's great is she's ninety nine and still aware enough to interact yeah. and have conversations and and be be lucid, yes, and aware. That's awesome. Uh, so it. we're talking, folks, about tips to change your life. To change your life, yay! And we are on number five or number six. six. We're on number, number six because we finished five. And if you haven't listened to episodes one and two, because this is part three, because we we spent a lot of times on these. Because they're important. Because they, they these are things that can really help you. And I want you to get through the next yep. four, six, yep. seven, eight, and nine. And we'll get ten. it. Yep. Yep. You take your time. I will do that. So we're up to number six. This one is don't let challenges derail you. Okay. Now, we know here here's a common thing that I get when I, when I see clients. Okay. Clients come in, they're overwhelmed, and, and, I, and I'll just paraphrase a general response that somebody might, or, or something they might say to me. You know, I'm just overwhelmed. I'm busy at work. My kids are all over the place. My, my you know, I'm trying to take care of the, the household chores, and, and um, you know, my husband's uh, stressed out at his job, and, you know, we have a, you know, my mother's been sick, and I have to take care of her once a week. Well, welcome to life. Well, that's my point, Matt, and it's, it's funny that you say it like that. Because that is what life is. Mm -hmm. Life is a series of events and challenges that you have to deal with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a lot of people think, well, once in here, here's the other thing that, that people kind of get into the habit and it's not a good one, but I understand why it happens. They will say, oh, you know, as soon as everything settles down, I'll be okay. But it never settles down. <laughs> that's that's the point. No, 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 nothing will ever settle down. No. I don't know what we're yelling about. Honestly, because that's what life is. Mm -hmm. um, so, it, so, and again, it, and this comes to our the whole theme of our show is change your thinking, change your life. If you if you believe that your life is constantly chaos, that is how you're going to respond to it. Yes. If you believe that it's just things that happen that you have to deal with and that you're able to deal with. You could be more forward thinking yes. and, and, and process your way through it mm -hmm. instead of being more proactive instead of reactive. Is that, yep. is that something? Is that proper? Yeah, proactive instead of reactive. Absolutely. Okay. So famous author Deepak Chopra, who, who we've mentioned on this, on this uh, show mm -hmm. many times before, states in a quote, all great changes are preceded by chaos. He's not wrong. <laughs> right. And, and this comes down to, in the way, that in, when I work with people, this happens a lot. They don't end up in my office when things are great. No. Or when things are, are perfect and they're happy because they're not being, at that point, there's no need. They, they don't feel the pressure or the need to do it. Right. People end up, when they get to me, many times they're in crisis because mm -hmm. they've run out of things to try and do, and okay. this is their last resort. So, long story short, most people will not change unless they're forced to. Ooh. And, that, and that's difficult to work through. Mm -hmm. That's difficult to process because yep. you, you've had this mantra for so long, now you have to... Something's going on and you don't know how to handle it. Yeah. And you thought you could handle it a certain way mm -hmm. and you're the right way in your mind, but then you're getting that pushback. Yeah. Yeah. 
and, and I would even say it this way, again, um, sometimes you're forced to make changes and sometimes that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, sometimes that is just the way things work. Yeah. Um, I was in, when I was in college, I'll give you a quick, quick example of something that wasn't expected, but at the time I, I was majoring in, edu- I, I was, my, my original plan was I was going to major in education. Mm-hmm. Um, some, something happened and, and I don't remember exactly what it was, but, but there, what the, Something about the program or the or the or the the channel or or the specific requirements for the program I was going through didn't meet uh, criteria for student aid. Really, for some reason, I this is back in 1987. Okay, so, all right. I, and I don't honestly, I don't remember the specific details. Darn you, but, but darn you, Bush. So I had to change my I had to change my major beginning of my junior year so i had already minor i was already minoring in psych so and, i just i just flipped it and, and where were you uh attending uh it was called cornerstone university okay. in, in grand rapids in jr yeah. okay yep. um so long story short to me that could have been a crisis but at the point i was like there's nothing i can do right i i'll just do this and see where i end up and and i liked psych anyway because i was already minoring in it so it wasn't you know it wasn't a life-shattering issue uh, the other thing is that you're going to have challenges in life. Here's the thing, and, and I don't want to sound callous or, or, or cruel on this, and, and I, I will talk with clients like this. People are going to die. Mm-hmm. People are going to get sick. Mm-hmm. There are going to be unforeseen circumstances. There are going to be things that come up that you're not ready for. That's what life is. Yeah. And, 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 I, and I said that at the beginning, welcome to life, but yep. it's just, you know what? <laughs> Nothing's going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And if you expect everything to be perfect, you're yes, you're, you're always going to be struggling. You're, you're deluding yourself. Yep. Right. You know? Yep. So number seven, uh, pursue passions. What, what do you love to do? What What do you just enjoy? What do you like? Um, this is a big thing. I I would I would just based on the population that I see, and again, these are people who have come to therapy. So it's probably not fair to make a generalization, but but I probably can that most a majority of people in the workforce are not doing something they love. You're you're correct, and I know you are, Matt, because you've told me you're working in a field that you like doing. I, I'm a, I consider myself a very lucky individual yep. because I enjoy my nine to five because I, yep. I make a difference, yep. and I can see that I make a difference, mm-hmm. and then. My my side hustle, if you will, uh-huh. you're both D- you're DJing, yeah. both of them, and, and and the whole podcasting. Yeah, the podcast, right? I, yep. I'm able yep. to make a difference, mm-hmm. and if you're able to feel good about yourself to make a difference, uh-huh. that's where you that's where that passion lies. Yep, yep. And and again, I love what I do, and and, and many people, I've 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 heard it. Shoot, I heard it from. Um, I I went with with my wife to a doctor appointment this morning, and 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 I was talking to the doctor, and and um. He says, I'm paraphrasing because I'm okay. not going to be able to quote him, but he said something like, man, how do you, how, how do you work in your field? You know? <laughs> and I'm like, I, I, enjoy, I enjoy it. And he's yeah. like, man, I, I wouldn't, I couldn't do that. Because you make a difference. Right. You make a positive right. difference. And it takes time for, to, for that difference to come to, uh, reality, to fruition. Sure. I guess and, and sometimes it's just, it's just helping people get to where they want to be. Yeah. Um, and sometimes they don't know where they want to be, and that's what we help with. So, for for example, a couple of weeks ago, I did a uh, a seminar around preparing mm-hmm. for home ownership. 
right? Because yeah, I right. do financial wellness. Yep. You know, uh-huh. I'm out there. I'm t- I'm talking about how to protect your identities mm-hmm. and all that. But we did preparing for homeownership, and right now, where whenever you listen to the podcast, whenever, wherever, however. Home prices are out of control. Oh my God! Yes, right. If you're so, selling right now, good for you. Absolutely. Hi, how you doing? Yeah. Um, but uh-huh. every June, every year is considered National Home Ownership Month. Yep. And we always concentrate some of our seminars around preparing for home ownership. So I had a class around that, and a younger gentleman starting out in his career, he came through the class, and now he's going through that process to get into a, his very first home. Oh man, that's called making a difference. Yes. Because I was able to give him the knowledge, and 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 people might you might hear that and think, oh, big deal. No, do you, do you it, know what it's like to get your first home? Oh. Can you remember that feeling back when that happened? I do. Yeah. I'm still in it. I know. <laughs> I, I mean, it's it's just like a, such a feeling of accomplishment and something that is just so kind of great. It's just, I mean, it's fantastic, you know? Um, so pursue a passion and, and consider turning that passion into a career. If, you're, if you don't enjoy what you're doing, do something different. Do something that you're passionate about. Right, right. Yeah. Go on, go on. Yeah. Um, number eight, forego perfectionism. This is a huge one for a lot of people. A lot of people have a hard time not trying to be perfect. They want everything to be specific, exact, and exactly the way they expect it to be. So I'm going to be blunt with you. Perfectionism, per- perfection does not exist. It, it, there's no person in the world who's perfect. No person who's ever going to be perfect. And when you put those those perfection expectations on yourself, you're, you're being unfair to yourself. Yeah, yeah. It, it's unfair to you as a person for yourself. One, nobody is perfect. If you can walk into a room and know that you're not perfect, mm-hmm. you're going to make mistakes. Yep. You're you're gonna you're you're gonna come away after the effect after the event or wherever you're at, feeling better about yourself because yeah. you know what you didn't have the. The expectation of yourself to be perfect, yeah. and, and and it really is this back and forth internally. And I deal with a lot of clients who struggle with perfectionism. It's like, oh, I feel guilty I didn't do more, or, or I I feel like I sh- I should have been I better. Have, I should and, have spoken up during that meeting. Or I should have something something yeah. that that you're not good enough. And and again, this goes back to embedded thought patterns. It's this movie that you play over and over to yourself that says, I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can't do it. I'm not smart enough, whatever it is. And, and that's, you have to forego perfectionism and say, ask yourself one question. Did I, two questions, did I do my best and did I give it a full effort? Right. If you answer yes to both of those, anything else is beyond your control. And that's, that's the only two things that you can control as far as, as accomplishing something and trying to be as, as close to perfect as you can because you're never going to get there. Hmm. I think that was number eight or yeah, nine. I think number it was eight. eight. Number nine. Yeah. <laughs> Implement the five minute rule. <laughs> now, when I say the five minute rule, I'm not talking about something, you know, the, the five second rule when you drop a piece of food on the ground and eat it. Okay, you know. Mr. Joey Tribbiani. <laughs> <laughs> no, five so, minute Help me understand the five minute so rule the, because my the, ther- Dave, I see a therapist. Yep. And it's not yep. you. All okay. Right? right. And I don't want to co-mingle yeah. stuff, but he gave me something to move forward with. And, uh-huh. it's, and it's the 20 minute rule. Oh, okay. But I'm, I'm curious about the five minute rule. Okay. So the five minute rule is when, when, when you're looking to implement change, whatever that change is, we only want to work on it for five minutes. Mm-hmm. That's oh. it. 
if you want to work out, let, let's say somebody wants to, to work out because they want to lose weight or they want to eat better or they want to, um, uh, maybe they want to learn an instrument. I'm, I, I'm looking at anything out there that you could learn or change to start with. Just do it for five minutes. Just five. If minutes. you want to lose weight and you want to work out, I start with my clients. I'm like, listen, tomorrow I want you to spend five minutes, five minutes, quit That's after it. five minutes. Yeah. Just do it for five minutes. Push-ups. five minutes. I want you to do five minutes every day for the next week. That's it. Baby in steps. a week. That's, that's, 25 minutes if you do it five days a week. Right. That's, a, that's baby steps. Yes. And it's just to get you into the habit of saying, okay, this time is important. It's for me and it's mm -hmm. not overwhelming and it doesn't make it because what happens typically with clients is they're like, I can't, I don't, where am I going to get an hour in the week? I don't, I can't fit an hour in. Mm -hmm. I can't work out for two hours every day. I can't uh, take time to, to go out with friends for four hours. Right. You know, I was actually having a conversation with my oldest daughter last night and yep. You know, she went on vacation last week. She's been on, actually, she was been on vacation the entire month of July. God love her and what she does because mm -hmm. she earns the hell out of it. But she, she got home and she was like, yeah, I, I really need to start working out more because, you know, I did a lot of hiking. I was in yep. Kentucky and Tennessee. We did a lot of walking, but she's like, I, I need to start doing different types of workouts because she still works out at home. But now she's getting herself up early, and she's she's made that change, ah, and she's yep. and and she's putting herself in that position mentally yep. to make that change. And yep. she might, might may not be doing five minutes, but she's making that change. And here's here's what it does: because you're not expecting so much of yourself, you're more likely to be successful if you just say, "I can do five minutes in a day." Yeah, yeah. And at that point, once you once you have embedded that five minutes, now now you're changing your whole mindset because you're like, okay, I can do this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to add five more minutes. And then you just build on it. Right. But as soon as you have a taste of success, now you start feeling better. Yeah. And, and you start just adding to that. Gotcha. Thank you for that. Number 10. Here we go. Last one. Be a mentor. No, I like that. Now yeah. people might say, I don't have time for that. I don't want to help somebody else out. Whatever. <laughs> Actually, uh, Jamie Flanagan just a, uh, Jamie Flanagan did did pop in. He did. And yeah. He said you could do anything for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not anything. <laughs> what in blazes are you talking about? I don't know. Depends. <laughs> Depends on where it goes. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand. Fast. Yeah, he, he's listening through a different uh, different way. But yeah, he said you could do. Anything oh, oh for I'm five sure. Minutes. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> So again, be a mentor. And what this does, this does a couple of things. One, it 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 lets you teach somebody else something you know, which mm -hmm. makes you feel good. You're yeah. sharing knowledge. You're helping somebody else learn something that you know. The other thing is, is you're making a connection with somebody else because you're helping them. You're identifying with their passions and what they want. You're making a difference. And there's this, there's this weird human connection with people who like the things that you like mm -hmm. or want to learn the things that you know. Whether you be 99 years old or two, or years, two years old. Or two years old, exactly. And I'm going to give you an example. My, you know, my son's 19, so mm -hmm. he's, he, he does a lot of computer, especially uh, um, RPG war sims on mm -hmm. the computer, like mm -hmm. Hearts of Iron, if, if anybody knows that. Um, I'm, I'm familiar with it. But StarCraft was one of but my he's favorite always, ones. But he's yeah. always wanted to tell me, man, look, look at this battle. And, and I, honestly, and I've told him this, I'm like, 
I don't care. Mm-hmm. I could care less. I mean, I don't say that out loud, but right. but in my in my mind, I'm thinking that. And I've told him that. I'm like, you know, sometimes, dude, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I just don't have any interest in it. But he wants me to be interested because he loves it. Mm-hmm. So so now I, and I've told him this. I'm like, dude, I wish I knew more about that, but I, I it looks so complicated to me. That's why I don't feel like I can understand it. Because right. oh, you'll get it, you'll yeah. get it. So it's just connecting with somebody about their passion. Do you know why? And I've mentioned this on this channel too. Do you know how many reaction channels there are on YouTube? Oh, how many? People reacting for TV shows, video games, movies. Mm -hmm. Because people want to, if they love something, they're like, oh, I want to sit with these people. I want to see these people love it too. Right. There's this, this connection there. So is that's that part what giving of giving a mentor? Is that part does. of the twenty uh, twenty two years on uh, Facebook or on yeah, YouTube that you've? That's watched? a lot of All it. Right, yeah, a enough. lot of reaction <laughs> channels. Uh, and you know what? I'm stuck on Matt. You'll know what's that? Uh, there are not a lot of them yet. There are probably ten or twelve, maybe. Uh, uh, people reacting to the Green Mile for the first time. Oh my goodness! Oh, it is so <laughs> it it is so great to watch people just get emotionally devastated by that movie. Uh huh. Uh, the other one is uh, anybody who's watching Lost series, the Lost series for the first time and, and seeing them go through step by step that whole series. <laughs> there's just some connection there, like like you're connected on some uh-huh. on some other plane. And there are so many different characters. Not, that to, you... not to make a pun with the plane. <laughs> but I'm bum. No, no, but you're not <gasps> wrong. Oh. Great Odin's raven. But, but, there, but there's this this connection that you're like, oh man, they they're 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 get, they're having a re- they're react they're reacting to something I love, and yeah. that's great, mm-hmm. and that just makes that connection. Mm-hmm. So that's what mentoring does. It it helps you connect with somebody else who wants to learn from you, and they're interested in what you're interested in, and that makes you feel better. So that is number ten. That's number ten. Thank you. You know, I I know we spent three shows, three episodes. We did. Going through top top ten things to change your life, yep. but honestly, just doing a couple of these yes. items, is, just start is, with one. Yeah. Just start with one, and we, we're going to put the five minute rule. Combine it with one of these other things. Just do something one for five minutes. Spend five minutes with somebody you want to mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, just 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 start small, and 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 know that that these things, while some of them might seem little little uh, un unreachable or maybe uh i don't know unattainable yeah if you start small and work yourself up to it the whole point is here that you commit to doing something and i go back to one of the earlier ones change your physical physicality change your environment do something different right do something different that is the main thing i want you to take out of this one of the things that i've taken away from the show is Mm -hmm. the small tweak Yep. That very small, yep. it changed something very small and it becomes bigger and bigger because it, it, it's really changing how you're reacting, your environment, those small tweaks. That's a great point, Matt. And I want to, I want to, I want to reemphasize this for people out there who, who have never been to therapy or have never seen a therapist. It is highly unlikely. And I'm going to be brutally honest with you. Mm-hmm. It's highly unlikely you're going to come in to see a therapist and have a life changing session in 55 minutes. Mm-mm. That's not how it works. It takes time. It takes dedication. Yes. It takes yes. patience. It does. Yeah. And it's small steps and small changes that help you get to where you want to be. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, I mean, I don't mean to be brutal with that, but but I, I want you to, and I would say to clients, I want to, I want you to have realistic expectations of what you're going to get out of this. But sometimes you, as a therapist, mm-hmm. as you are, yep. 
you have to sometimes bring that brutal honesty to well, the no, table. Well, no, because it, because a lot of times they're not getting that from anyone else. Right. And, and that's the big thing. Mm-hmm. You want a therapist who's going to be honest yet compassionate. Mm-hmm. Both have to go together. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I appreciate what you do. Absolutely, Matt. I appreciate you. Thank All you, All right, sir. folks, that is our 10 things that will change your life. 10 strategies, tips, actions, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> that could change your yeah, life. Absolutely. So start taking action, folks. And uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, you know, next time we're going to talk about I actually have an episode <laughs> set up already. Look at you. Uh, Look at Mr. Prepared next over Next episode, here. <laughs> we're going to be talking about how to deal with crisis. What happens when crisis happens in your life? Any type of crisis? Any type of crisis. You okay. know, maybe it's a loss of a job. Maybe it's a death of a loved one. Maybe okay. it's a it's a it's an accident or or something tragic happens. Yeah. It's it's you know how do people deal with crisis and how do they get through these things? All right, I look forward to that. Yep, we're going to talk about that next time. So in the meantime, folks, change your thinking, change your life, laugh hard, run fast, be kind. We will see you next time.